wonderful face. A great morning. Say good morning to the Noodleberg Daily Huddle Jewels. I think good morning, uh, everybody. Hey, put a shirt on that kid, will you, man? That's... No way, man. We're shirtless. Look We're shirtless body. all day long. Look at the guns on this kid. Look at those guns, man. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy Huddler in the hot seat. Excited to have Lori Kuzneski in the hot seat this morning. And uh, what feedback we got from yesterday's show about uh, the role as a male and the changing uh, landscape of who the breadwinner is and, and shout outs to, you know, talking about women and leadership. So it was a great show yesterday. And thank you guys for everybody who reached out with all of the feedback. Look at these new faces. Uh, Gino Valdez is here. Uh, Alexandra uh, Labar is here. Unbelievable. Barry Struhl, man. Look at these names, man. Had a great call with Gino yesterday. We are on the verge of doing some really good things with a company called Fresh Edge. So that's super cool. Let me ask you this. Isn't it like, isn't he just a fun guy to do business with? Yes. He's the best. You know, it's just, you know, if you have a choice, which we do, of who you do business with, he is a, just a treat, man. I, I love that human. That is correct. It is the best. And I don't know what you guys did yesterday, but part of my day yesterday was actually celebrating Read Across America with this guy. So I got the opportunity to go into his class and read to the under ones which was a fun experience, you know, to see actually a couple of them really sat down and locked into the book, which was super cool. And I got to read the ABCs by Dr. Seuss and it was a blast. You, you were capable of reading that? You, you got through that? Okay. I, you know what? I, I would say, you know, and even Gabby said after we left, she's like, you crushed that. Uh, I was crazy. rhyming. I had a rhythm to what was going on in the book. It was, uh, it was fun and it was a blast. I, the opportunity to do that and read to the kids and, and be a part of the classroom. It reminds me of being a kid when Orestes Destrada came to speak to Cooper City Elementary. I don't think it was for Read Across America at that point, but there was no, some- I just, uh, you know, I had a relationship with a bunch of the Marlin guys, you know, in the in my sports marketing days. And I asked him, would he be willing to do it? And he was so honored. So uh, he was, he's, is a great dude. That's, his lifestyle. So I do remember that. That's pretty cool. It was super, it was super fun to be there and, and be a part of the reading and all that. So it was great side note. I did not get to keep the hat. So the hat had to stay in the classroom, but uh, as John said, I will buy you that. Yeah. <laughs> you did go as something Dr. Seuss one Halloween. I remember like there was a, there was an all time classic Halloween costume in college where I was thing one and thing two at the same time. I'm going to let everybody's imagination understand how I was both thing one and oh, thing two at the same time. But yeah, it was one of the all time great handmade costumes on Halloween in college. So I went the complete opposite end of the generational spectrum. Um, and, and we talk about lifestyle and choices and time management and all. Last night was date night with Helen, which was great. We got to go see one of the best comedians ever, Robert Klein. She wasn't really familiar with him. I thought he was off the charts. So we had dinner. We went to a show. We were definitely the youngest people there. But it was humor that was for 60 plus. And it was him and Rita Rudner. It was so fantastic. It was a great 
night, one of the most fun date nights I've had. But you're investing time with your, um, you know, with yours and your family and everything like that. I'm investing time. These are the things that you cannot forget. And then today we get to spend some quality time with LK. That is correct. Great stuff. And I can't wait for later on today. I'm going to be at the uh, at the nonprofit awards over at the Hard Rock. So shout out to Nicole and to Romy for the invite to be a part of that. So if you will be at the nonprofit awards today, make sure that you look me up and we get connected while we're there. But let's wake up and let's get to the huddler in the hot seat. Shout out to Phil Boatman, who will be in town in March, and he did the proper planning through a through me, a, a, you know, a, a, an alley oop that um, I'll sit down with him on the twenty second. Always a pleasure when, when he's in town. So, little backstory on how I met uh, Lori Kuznetsky. Um, I'm part of we are strategic partners of the True Network. She's in that business, and I got to tell you, when they say you know when you find a network of like minded people. Uh, there was no better example um, of this. She's just a wonderful person. Jake and I have had the opportunity to take her to, to dinner. She was at our women's event. And so she is a huddler. She's a friend. She's a client. She's the best. Let's uh, welcome her with some uh, walk-up music and huddler and all that kind of stuff. Let's go. That is because you for sure are on fire. Uh, excited to have you on the show. Thank you for being a huddler in the hot seat. Thanks for being here. And uh, as we do for everybody who comes in to the huddler hot seat, give us your story. Uh, let's see. Well, I'm a small town girl. I grew up in a one stoplight town and um, I, I moved there like halfway through kindergarten. So I always felt like an outsider. And uh, I always felt like I needed to go someplace bigger. So I went to school in Indiana, Pennsylvania, which is not much bigger. Uh, <laughs> the record, I thought she was pulling my leg. She goes, Indiana, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Yeah, okay, I'm an idiot. Yeah. I IUP, baby. IUP. IUP. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, so Indiana is, um, we're a little bit north and east of Pittsburgh, about an hour and uh, away from Pittsburgh. So we're on the western side of the state. I grew up in Erie, um, which uh, is, you know, up in the Northwest. 
Um, but yeah, Pennsylvania is sick with com uh, towns that are named after states. So, you know, California, Washington, um, but then there's Blue Ball, Pennsylvania, that's right next to Intercourse PA. So those are, those are <laughs> I know, you're welcome. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Pass that one, okay? Right back. Yeah, so there's there's the P Pennsylvania history for you, but um, no. So I I came to IUP and um, started out as a fashion merchandising and design major, and was going to transfer to um, FIT in New York City my senior year because they had a great program. And um, my mom one day called me and she's like, "You're never going to be Calvin Klein. You need to change your major. You're just going to work in a mall." And I'm like, "Well, thanks, mom." <laughs> And so thanks um, for the support, Mom. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, you know, and um, so every time I, I talk about uh, when I give a speech about what I've done in my life, I didn't talk about the lessons that I've learned. That was like one of the biggest lessons I learned is that you can't let other people's put their limitations on you. Mm -hmm. and uh, you know yes so that was that was a big one for me and my mom didn't know what else there was to do in the fashion industry if you didn't become you know Calvin Klein or another big designer so um to, in her mind I was going to go to New York City which I might as well have gone to the moon and so that was right. you know those were her limitations and so I ended up being a journalism and public relations major and started working in marketing uh for a big bank um, when I was about 24, uh, they merged all of marketing under me. And so I had all these bank marketers who were older than my parents and had been working at the banks longer than I'd been alive. And so that was a really great learning experience. So um, yeah, it, pause there for a second, or like say double click on that a little bit and, and go deeper. What was that like being a young person thrusted into a leadership role with people that were significantly more veteran than you and being in the, the driver's seat for them. It was terrifying. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. I mean, I knew how to do the marketing part. I knew how to do my job, but I truly, I, you know, if I look back on that, I can, I mean, I run out of fingers when I think about all the mistakes that I made or ways that I could have done that differently or better. Sure. Um, so from that standpoint, it is to this day still a great, learning experience for me because I will see something happen and I will go right back to then. And it's like, oh, that's what I should have done differently. <laughs> and now, yeah. you know, I can drop that knowledge on my kids or our young yeah. employees and things like that. So, you know, I, I should have learned very quickly not to say, oh my God, you're older than my parents, you know, to these people and things like that. So it was... Yeah, it was good. So I did that for about five years. And then I left to stay home with our oldest daughter when I had her. Um, she was about a year old when I left. And um, I did not transition well from being an AVP to a stay-at-home mom and had our second child. And it was like, I don't know, a hormonal power surge or something, but I was like, I'm starting a business. And so I started Miss Lori's Gourmet Kitchen making peanut brittle. And yeah, and so, um, you know, thought it would be a cute little hobby business and it turned out to be something kind of big. And I was making, you know, around 6,000 pounds of peanut brittle at Christmas time every year. Don't um, just gloss over this. Like this <laughs> to me is, this was your step into being an entrepreneur like you kind of said, I didn't transition well into being a stay-at-home mom. What was that like trying to figure out 
what your purpose was going to be. You knew you needed it to be something more than being a mom. How did you find peanut brittle as the thing? How did that happen? So, um, so I think for me, part of the, the hardest part was I was, um, hanging out with the wrong people. So I went from being in, in always around guys, very male dominated field that I worked in, um, very comfortable being around men. Women scared the hell out of me. And I was in a sorority in college. It was not a good experience. And then I, I you know, so I was hanging out with these women and um, while they were wonderful mothers and all of that, I think we were just weren't on the same page. And so, and, you know, I always had a paycheck. I, I applied for a job when I was 10 because I thought, oh, I can help my family out financially. So, you know, I was applying at the pizza shop in town. I could barely see over the counter. And, um, and so, you know, for me to not have a paycheck all of a sudden was very difficult to be completely dependent on somebody else. Yeah, was yeah. really scary for me. And so and then I really wanted to buy a purse. And when I want if I had been working, I would have just bought the purse, no questions asked. But now I'm not. So I felt, you know, odd doing that. So I'm like, damn it, I'm starting a business. And so right. I did. And um and so it was I was at a wedding and I remember I was sitting next to my husband um and I was one of the bridesmaids in the wedding and I leaned over and I said, I think I want to start a business. And the look on his face, you would have thought I said, pick out a bridesmaid. We're going to do a threesome. He was so <laughs> excited. So excited. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. I'm sorry. My inner five-year-old. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> My inner five-year-old has blue balls, climax, um, Intercourse. Yeah, comments went absolutely insane. Like there's climax North Carolina. Jonathan Aaron's talks about Uranus, Missouri, where you can get Uranus fudge. And then we ran threesome, man. In in 20 minutes, we hit it all. Man. This is definitely one of, one, one of the most. I'll never be asked that. Cuddles of all time. Are you kidding? Um, this will be the most wobbliest one ever. Man. Why peanut brittle? Oh. Did you have a family recipe? Was it a passion of yours? Why it peanut was, brittle? It was a family recipe. Um, I had started cooking uh, like on my first date with my husband. I started cooking, and his mom's a phenomenal cook. And so um, I made him lunch. And the whole time I was on the phone like this with my mom, long distance, saying, "Okay, now what do I do? Okay, now what do I do?" Because I didn't really know how to cook. Yeah. But as I always say, I'm all guts and no skill, and so I will try anything. And so I started cooking, and we would throw parties. And you know, he was a few years older than me, and so his friends would come, and they'd be like, "Who catered this?" And I'm like, "Oh, I did," you know. And so I kind of got this reputation for being a good cook. Um, and then, um, the peanut brittle was just something my mom always made. It was a family recipe and she taught me how to make it. We were joking. She's like, I bet we could sell this. And I'm like, oh yeah, this would be a big pain in the ass to sell. And you know what it was, but it was a really good business. And it, it, it allowed me to be at home with my kids and run a business. And I, I was meeting all these women who were stay at home moms that had big gaps on their resume and they were going to want to go back to work. And they didn't know how to how to write those resumes. And so I was helping them do that. And so I um, 
you know, wanted to make sure that I still had skills. And I wanted to make sure that when my kids left the house, I had something that was mine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that has every time one of my, every time I had a kid, I did something. So I, you know, after my second daughter, I biked from Pittsburgh to DC. Um, I started a business after my son, I did a triathlon. So I've always tried to do something for me to get me back into shape. But then when they were leaving, it's like, okay, what is going to be mine when they're gone? And um, so I, I want people know, to know, I know the backstory. So I want people to know how big the peanut brittle business got. And I'd like you to share the story of how it really got there and the academy that was built out of it. Yeah. So, um, so the peanut brittle business, I, you know, I made 30 sample boxes and I took them around Indiana and put them in people's mailboxes with the cute little note from me, Miss Lori's, you know, all this stuff. And, um, the next day I got my first order. It was for 75 pounds, you know, individually boxed. And I'm like, Holy crap, I gotta order nuts. I gotta get syrup, you know, the whole nine. So I, you know, was full-fledged business. I was incorporated. I had insurance. The health inspector came and inspected my kitchen, all of that. And and so it it got to the point where, you know, after the first year, I, I had enough money to buy my purse, but I'm like, I'm gonna pay for a website. And so I built a website and I just started doing all of the things I knew how to do for marketing. And then Facebook became a thing. And um, oh, I, I was at a wedding and all my friends were like, you need to be on Facebook. I'm like, I don't have time for that. And my little brother came and set me up and boom, I was on Facebook. And then I started teaching cooking classes for adults and people weren't comfortable coming to my cooking classes because they're oh she thinks she's Martha Stewart or oh you know this kind of thing and she's so perfect I can't learn to cook from her because I can't cook that's not the point of a cooking class it's to teach you how so I really used Facebook to showcase I am just like you and to build my brand as Miss Lori so it was Hey, you know, I'm trying to be all momtastic. I'm I'm doing reading homework with this kid and math homework with this kid, and I caught a steak on fire in the broiler. <laughs> and you know, and so I would put the pictures out there, and then all of a sudden, I became approachable. People knew that I was not this perfect Martha Stewart. I mean, I have seen Martha Stewart, and she is very standoffish. And, you know, you are not allowed to stand on the same side of the hallway as her. That kind of, that's not me. And so now people feel comfortable coming up to me in the grocery store and saying, hey, what do I do with this? You know, I'm like, that's an yeah, eggplant. Yeah. Here's how you cook it. And so there were, you know, a lot of different things that um, I did so that people knew it was okay to talk to me. It was okay to cook with me. It was going to be fun. And so that's how I built my brand as Miss Lori. And people to this day still call me Miss Lori. And, um, well, and it's it, a badass peanut brittle. I was shipping peanut brittle all over the world. I had corporate clients. They would send me their lists from Harry and David and Seize Candy you know, that they would fax to them every year and they'd send it to me and say, hey, can you ship peanut brittle to all these people? And uh, so I had a lot of um, recurring clients and it just got to the point where it either needed to get really big or I needed to stop doing it because I, I couldn't 
keep up with everything. And when my husband was buying out our insurance agency from his family, he said, you know, who's going to run this if something happens to me? And I said, well, I will, you know, and so I came to work in the agency in 2013. So I was doing both. So I stopped making peanut brittle in 2012. I was doing cooking classes still um, up until 2018. And the crowning moment for me was when one of my students who came my very first year, came every year to cooking camp, um, came to my last night of cooking camp and invited me to her culinary school graduation. Wow. And that was, that was like, for me, that was the best thing. So it was, it was a great um, way to just kind of put a cap on that. And I, you know, hung up my apron and, um, and I've been working, you know, full-time in the agency um, and I've done everything there. So marketing, HR, finance, um, operations, and now I'm in business development. Sales. So <laughs> yes, sales. You go from being in the banking industry to having a a peanut brittle brit peanut butter a peanut brittle <laughs> business, blah 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 blah. It's like a Dr. <laughs> Seuss book. Um, <laughs> then being in the insurance agency in a family business. What are some of the underlying fundamentals that have made you successful across the board? A lot of different verticals. How did you become successful in all of them? So I think the key is from the very beginning, it was um, building my brand. So when I was in marketing at the bank and we started an insurance agency in the banking industry, when they were allowed to get into the business, we had a joint venture with my husband's agency. And I was their senior product specialist because prior to going to the bank, I helped my husband's firm do long-term care seminars for the bank. Um, and they had, you know, 20,000 households of seniors in the banking, um, in their portfolio. So I would do seminars. I would write articles for the senior newsletter. I was writing for a senior's newspaper. I was building my brand as the expert in long-term care and annuities. And then when I came to work, um, you know, when I started Miss Lori's, again, it was building my brand. I'm Miss Lori. This is who I am. And this is my expertise. And now in this business, it's the same thing. So I am, you know, building the brand of Kazneski Insurance. But then I, my husband loves to be right behind me and cheering me on. He's been my biggest cheerleader my whole life and has taken me kicking and dragging uh, or kicking, yeah, kicking and screaming as he drags me along to different things saying, you can do this. And, um, and we'll go to overtime. Sorry, absolutely. we're over time. <laughs> over time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, so it has been, um, you know, he, I'm sort of the face of our agency. So I go out, I don't sell product. I don't really, I understand our products at a high level, but I go out and sell our firm, our process, our capabilities, my team. And then I bring those folks in and introduce them to the experts. And um, so I'm the one out there always giving the speeches and, and things like that. So it has been truly building my brand, still on social media, finding the voice that I mean, my voice for Miss Lori's was very different than the voice for KIG. And actually at KIG, we're a little edgier. So we're not like a normal insurance broker. You know, we swear. I think one of our core values is we're casually professional, 
um, seriously fun, dot, 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 we swear, um, because, <laughs> you know, we do. And so those are, you know, we, we try to be different and, and cause you know, insurance isn't sexy and nobody gets up and says, Ooh, I want to be an insurance agent today. Um, so well, you, you said something about building your peanut butter business that when you became you on Facebook, when you showed everybody who you were, all of you, not just the person that could teach you how to cook, that's when it really became successful you said that, you know, you're not the same Miss Lori inside of KIG, but aren't you really? Like, have well, you, I, are you really I, different? No, I, it's, it's more about how I write for us. So like when we write a job description, it's, you know, hey, if you can't say Kuzneski, don't apply because it's our name. It's kind of important because we've had people who worked for us who couldn't say it. So when they'd answer the phone, it would like take 10 minutes for them to get through the name of the firm. And it's like, right. that can't work. And, you know, or if you've ever said that, hey, that's not my job, don't apply. I mean, we, we try to scare people away from applying yeah. because we know what we're looking for culturally. And so it is still very much me. I just had to maybe, um, you know, I was writing to moms and kids and now sure, I'm writing sure. to ah. CFOs and CEOs. So it's knowing your audience, but I am still, I think I am still very much me because I, I couldn't be anything else. You you're know, Miss Lori. doesn't yeah, matter, no, doesn't no, matter no. what you're doing or who you're doing it with. You are Miss Lori, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, I still have the apron and, um, but it's, yeah. So it's, you know, it, but it's still, I'm still doing the same things. I'm still going out and talking about what we do or how to do things and, and educating people. And so that's, you know, it, it, it went, it was the perfect trajectory for me. Lori, you dropped a thousand nuggets. In. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I was thinking that we need to have like a meter that right? <laughs> drops a goal, a nugget. And then you got hey, get on it. We have to have some kind of interactive graphic that's like, <laughs> Uh, what what was what's there's a show on ESPN where people get like tokens or points as they make around the horn. Horn. Around the horn. around the horn. We need to have it around the horn, like your you know the nuggets. Drop, drop it in the comments. Right? Got to be little nuggets that get dropped into the bucket every single time. You know. Oh, that's funny. Lori, you did a fantastic job, Dad. I don't know if you have any. I mean, you know, I, I want you to be able to, you know what one thing everybody should know about you. I think you gave a ton of stuff, but I don't know if there's anything you want to end with that. Oh, you know, so like, I, I just want to throw in there that if you live by the mantra OQP, you know, Lori checks all of those boxes. When we met, it was not a business conversation. It took a while for it to turn into a business conversation. She did engage us. We've done some great work. She's part of GOTB, but it all started because we liked each other. Because yep. mm -hmm. you know? uh, I beat you at cornhole. <laughs> I was afraid you'd say that. Yeah, Helen's yeah. like, oh, he does not like to lose. This is not going to be good. <laughs> so I'm actually going to change the way that we're going to leave the show, and I'm going to throw you a curveball here. You talked about being around a lot of men that helped mold your career and shape you and move you, but it is Women's History Month. Who is one woman in your journey that helped push you to be the entrepreneur that you are, to be the magnet that you are and help you be successful? 
So, you know, I was thinking about this today because, you know, there have been a lot of men in my life, like my dad, who is, you know, Italian from that generation, you know, that should have been like, you need to stay home. He was, you can do whatever your brothers can do. I was on the boys wrestling team one time. I, you know, I could change a tire. I put the roof on our house with my dad. So I was always doing what my brothers did. Um, but there have been many women over my life, but there was one woman who I admired. Her name is Yvonne Campos. And she, I was at, a, at an event, it was the women on boards. And so it was to teach women how to get onto big boards. And I went to her breakout session because I just wanted to talk to her. And I was getting ready to be appointed to um, IUP's trustees. And it's a position that's appointed by the governor of the state. So I wasn't allowed to talk about it, but I was saying to her, I was on this committee where we planned the luncheon for our chamber of commerce. And she looked at me in front of this whole group of women. And she's an older lady. And she goes, you get the fuck off that committee. And I was like, what? And she's like, you can do more than that. And I had been on this committee for years and they loved me because I spoke menu and I would talk to the chef and be like, oh, you could do this. I'd give him recipes, you know, and she was absolutely right. So I came back and I was like, hey, you know what? I want to be on the workforce development committee. And they're like, okay. And so I did that. And that has shot. I'm, I'm the first, I'll be the first female chair of our chamber of commerce in all time. I am, um, you know, I'm a trustee. I sit on our hospital board here. So I'm at the three biggest, you know, employers in our town and I'm on the boards and I am connecting people left and right between those organizations. And it just it has really, and I just got appointed to the workforce investment board, which is federally funded. And, and so now, you know, so it has opened so many doors. So, but, but, but will you still make us peanut butter? I'll make you. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. The nut guy still delivers to my house. <laughs> oh, Lori, Lori, yeah. thank you so, yeah. so much for sure. sharing your story on the Noodleberg Daily Huddle. If anybody in the huddle does not know Lori, I implore you to go reach out to her, have a virtual coffee and get to know her because I can guarantee you that there is some way that she can help you or you can help her. Um, absolutely fantastic. If you didn't take anything else away from this, the one lesson I got is stay the hell away from Blue Balls, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> Thank not you, Lori. Not unless, not unless you're willing to take cold showers, which will be talking about on Monday. Oh, yeah, they don't have hot water there. <laughs> this is completely out of control. Thank you guys for a great week and a great huddle. We will see you guys on Monday. Let's get Take it some shit. Thank you. Love you guys. <laughs> Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this So let's get down, let's get down to business Let's get down, let's get down to business